Now, wait a minute. I thought you were supposed to be off for a couple of days because of some surgery. So, so what are you doing back on the radio so soon? Surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> this is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. For some of you that that listen as a podcast, I apologize. The program is a little bit late for some that listen a little bit early. But I wanted to do today's program and, and kind of update you on, on what has transpired in the last uh, day or two. As many of you who are regular listeners know, I'm dealing with a bladder cancer issue and I had a surgery scheduled for Monday, the 6th. And we went up to the town the night before because it is about a two-hour drive from where we live and try to go up there in the wee hours of the morning on the interstate. Two interstates merge in the mountains and the truck traffic, potential fog, it's, it can be terrible. So we go up the, the afternoon before, spend a night at a, at a motel and then go on to the, to the hospital in the morning. Well, we got up there fine on Monday, checked in, went to bed, and I got up Monday morning and my stomach was just churning. Don't know why. I know it's not nerves. I've had this same surgery now two times. And honestly, I get there. You know, it's an outpatient surgery. I get there. They put the IV in. They roll me into the room. And the next thing I remember, I wake up and I'm going home. And it's a pretty pain-free surgery because they don't cut you open. They actually use all this microscopic stuff going up your urethra, your tube, uh, into your bladder. So it's not an issue. And, you know, the healing is rapid in terms of, you know, I need a couple of days because... When the surgery is over for about two or three days, I have a catheter and and I just cannot function in my office with that. It's very uncomfortable. And and so I'm not able to record when I first get home. And so we made all these great plans about two weeks ago. Jim Calhoun offered to do the radio programs Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday I had pre-recorded a special program for this Thursday, and my plan was to then be back on Friday with a a brand new program. Well, obviously, we knew on Monday morning, and I I called the hospital and said, listen, I just don't feel right. And, And this voice loud in my head is saying, don't do it, go home. And, you know, my wife really wanted me to get this done. And I I did too. I mean, it's not that I had an issue with it. I just didn't feel right. And so we drove home. And today I feel a lot better. And and I'm going to watch everything that I eat between now and, and Friday because we're heading out again Thursday. We reschedule for this Friday. So here's going to be the plan for the radio programs for the rest of the week. And I know it's going to be a mess uh, because of all the work that was done in putting everything together. So, So here's what's going to happen. I'm doing today's program and tomorrow's. Thursday, I had already produced 
and so when you hear me talking talking about the surgery Monday, I, I apologize. I think I mentioned it once in the program, but then I go on to bigger and better things to get you ready for the Friday program, which I'll also be doing probably Wednesday night or Thursday morning before we head out to up to another town here in Virginia. And so the plan now is I'll be here today and tomorrow. And the pre-recorded program I did literally on this past Saturday to use on Thursday. And then the one I'll record for Friday. And then then we have Jim Calhoun filling in again uh, this coming Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. The, the programs Jim did for Tuesday and Wednesday for this week will be aired next week. He did a great job. And I, I mean, I've heard them. And so I'm going to be very thankful. I'm going to take the five days. I don't need quite that much time. I normally need about three days, then the catheter's out, then maybe a half a day to really get back to functioning and feeling good again. And so I'm going to do the surgery on Friday. We get home Friday afternoon, Friday Friday night. Then I'm going to take Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. You know, just I'm going to get the rest that I need. And, and I'm praying for a really good report this time. And, and I want to thank all of you that have taken the time to pray for me with this. Right now, as of what we know at this point in time, unless something was to change, the prognosis looks pretty good. Uh, we had originally thought it was only stage zero. It may be stage one. But the most important thing with bladder cancer is you have several layers. And if you can keep out of the what's called protruding into the muscle layer. It can be dealt with, it can be removed, and it can be treated without really any kind of invasive surgery or terrible chemotherapies and all that go with it. Don't even need things like radiation. And so we are very optimistic right now. I, I feel good about this. I really wanted I really wanted to be feeling good enough yesterday to be done with this and then, you know, be back this Friday with you on the radio. But for whatever reason, you know, the timing wasn't right. I don't know why. Why did I feel the way that I do? Is it just one of those things? I don't know. But I'm not, I'm not going to sweat the details. I'm just going to take it for what it is and, and enjoy the time that I have with you today and again tomorrow. Now tomorrow I've got something to share on the program. Uh, I've shared it before. It's been a it's been quite a while, and I know we get a lot of new listeners, so I'll I'll, I'll feature something that I had talked about on this program and I had given as a message years ago, which is going to lead us into what I really believe in my heart and my mind. Unless something radically changes, which I don't see it happening. Unless something radically changes, there's a lot that's going to be happening with this radio ministry. That's all I can tell you. I I have this very, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
God is laying something on my heart. There's some changes coming down the road, and, and I'll talk about them a little bit today. But during these, you know, getting ready for for this week, I had recorded basically in advance a little bit. So last Thursday and Friday had been recorded a little bit on the early side. So there were a couple of news stories last week, one in particular, uh, that had captured everybody's attention that I really wanted to comment on. But, but unfortunately, the programs were recorded, and then the weekend came, and then yesterday, and then, of course, we got home last night. And so I'm going to comment on on one story that captured everybody's imaginations to the point of almost an obsession. Would you like to ride in my beautiful balloon? Would you like to ride in my beautiful balloon? We could float among the stars together, you and I. For we can Yes, the Chinese spy balloon that traversed across Alaska, Canada, and the United States. And all the fallout, all the opinion pieces, all the talk shows, all the everybody's. I've got a few, I've got a few thoughts that I want to add to that, some of which maybe you've already figured out. And and to kind of clarify. What a bunch of buffoons we have running our government today. I hate to be so emphatic about it, but we are being run by total reprobates and idiots in the United States. We have a morally bankrupt, ethically bankrupt, spiritually bankrupt administration at every level in every employee that has been hired. Even in the Pentagon, we have two of the worst people that could possibly be dealing with anything regarding our military, Lloyd Austin and General Milley, thoroughly modern Milley that wants to learn about white rage. It's the most important thing we need to learn in officer training is critical race theory. What a bunch of garbage. The man should be stripped down to a buck's private and policing parade grounds for the rest of his military career. Unworthy of the job. Lloyd Austin, same thing, should be fired immediately. Stripped of any authority in the military, completely gone. There is no excuse for how this entire thing has been handled. And then some of the lies that are sneaking out from anonymous sources. And they're lies. The reprobates in this administration only know how to lie. They are incapable of telling you the truth. They will not tell you the truth because they are reprobates to the core. They have signed their souls away for power and money to the point of being delusional. Believing their own lies to the point of their own damnation. That's the only way to put it. And I hate to be so emphatic about it, but listen to me, the way this was handled. And then, of course, this, well, you know, this happened three times during the Trump administration. Of course, they didn't know about it. We just figured it out. Really? 
You're going to tell me that balloons flew across anywhere in the United States and nobody noticed it? No airline pilot over Florida noticed it? Or Texas noticed these things you claim happened? It was spotted in Montana. Pretty sparse population by people on the ground. So don't give me this nonsense that this has happened before. I am convinced that you are either lying or making stuff up out of whole cloth because you cannot afford to have your reprobate in chief that is in the White House with the buffoon vice president who giggles at everything and and sounds like a kindergartner when she's talking to adults, which is embarrassing. They suited up. They waved to their families and they rode an elevator up nearly 20 stories. They strapped in to their seats and waited as the tanks beneath them filled with tens of thousands of gallons of fuel. And then they launched. Yeah, they did. (laughs) I'm sorry, but that's embarrassing. The vice president of the United States talking to a room full of adults at the Congressional Space Medal of Honor ceremony. She was not talking to a bunch of preschoolers or kids in a kindergarten class. She was talking to well-educated adults. And she comes off like a total buffoon. But then again, everything this administration does is wrong. I don't care how you cut it. They haven't done anything, honestly, to benefit this country. They've lied about a lot of the stuff they claim they've done. They make up numbers out of whole cloth. And people are stupid enough to believe what they say because they are so deep into their wokeness, their transgenderism, their abortion-loving ways, I call it Moloch-loving ways, and worship of the earth and a rejection of an almighty God. They will allow themselves to be buffaloed and deceived entirely, incredibly, and totally because of their love of worshiping the earth and the old pagan god Moloch without even realizing it. And those things drive them to keep voting for unworthy reprobates and liars. But Bob, you know... know, President Trump wasn't the most moral person in the world. Yeah, but I look at his policies, not the person. Biden is a very immoral person. He claims to be one thing while being another. That's bad enough. But his policies are detrimental to our country. I've got a couple that I'll share with you in just a moment. And so we have this whole story about the Chinese balloon how it traversed across the Pacific, and nobody seemed to notice until it got to Alaska. I don't buy it. 
NORAD, their attitude. That guy ought to be fired. The guy at NORAD said, oh, it didn't appear to be a threat, so we didn't bother to tell anybody. Fire him immediately. Something the size of three school buses, or you know, which is one of Kamala's favorite thing, the big yellow school buses, with all kind of instrumentation flying at, oh, I don't know, 65,000 feet above where most aircraft can travel and nobody thinks it's a problem weather balloons don't fly that high and they're not there a weather balloon is about five feet in diameter not hundreds of feet in diameter so we should have been suspicious and when people can see it from the ground and with a you know amateurs with a telephoto lens are getting pictures that are crisp and clean. And you're going to tell me our government didn't know about this? NORAD couldn't figure it out? All the geniuses at the Pentagon, including General Milley, Mr. White Rage, I got to learn about it, and critical race theory. We have, I, I read a story the other day. This is a true story about some of the problems that are occurring in the armed forces with some of the new leadership coming out of West Point. They are so improperly trained because they're wasting too much time teaching critical race theory, transgenderism, using the correct pronouns. They're not teaching the military how to defend this country and do their jobs. We are raising up a bunch of military that will be third or fourth rate internationally. And it's because we have a reprobate in the White House who appoints nothing but even worse reprobates than himself to do the work. His press secretary is only there for three reasons. She's a woman, she's of color, and she's gay. If she didn't have those three qualifications, she would not be the White House spokesperson. They look for the biggest reprobates they can find in society and put him in charge. Mayor Pete Buttigieg, a failed mayor from Indianapolis. Of course, he's gay and they've adopted. You all were supposed to celebrate it. I condemn it. I condemn it for what it is. He's a reprobate. Before almighty God, he's spitting in God's face, claiming that I'm some kind of an Episcopalian. Well, fully on that. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of reprobates in charge of this country. All the way to the White House. The liar, the thief, the man that has stolen money, that has lied to the American people since the day he got into office, even about his background. Oh, top of my class. He was a failure. And our bankrupt media defends this reprobate. And we're told to be quiet Our society is collapsing from within, and we're allowing it to happen. Any moral foundation this nation once had has been destroyed or is being systematically dismantled. You know, I can remember, I I don't watch much television. I haven't watched any network television, ABC, NBC, CBS, you know, even, you know, Fox Entertainment. 
I haven't watched any of that stuff in literally 10 or 12 years. Seriously, I just haven't. I stopped because it was getting so vile and so bad. There was a time 20, 30 years ago, there were some programs that I enjoyed and you could watch and not worry about the content. I can remember in the 70s and 80s, back in my disc jockey days, I used to watch the the Grammy Awards because, hey, I was playing music at the time in the 70s before I moved into engineering. And they were pretty much G-rated back in the day. Not anymore. It is every evil reprobate thing on display. They keep trying to push the envelope. Now, I'm sure many of you have seen on social media, if you have it, or have heard about it somewhere. Not all of you. Some have been told, don't watch any television at all. I don't blame you. Some of you don't even have, you know, satellite to watch news. And once again, I don't blame you. Sometimes it gets too depressing for my wife and myself. We have to turn it off. The other night, the Grammys, I guess that was Sunday night, I wasn't paying attention. And this guy named Sam Smith made a performance. And this guy is, you know, he's about eh, 30 years old. I think he's going to turn 31 this year. And Sam... Sam Smith, the only way to describe him, he, he, he's different. He's had a, you know, he got into the music business somewhere in the early 2000s. And, you know, he's had several hits. I never heard of him. I never heard of the guy until what I saw on the news about his performance on Sunday night. And, and here's a guy. Like I say, he's 30, 31 years. He'll be 31 this year. In in 2014, not that many years ago, he came out to the public as gay and acknowledged a relationship, which since ended with an actor by the name of uh, Jonathan Ziesel. And at the 57th annual Grammy Awards, when Stay With Me won an award for Record of the Year, They said, I wanted to thank the man, or I should say he said, I'll get into what I mean by that. I want to thank the man who this record is about, who I fell in love with last year. Thank you so much for breaking my heart because you got me four Grammys. And in in 2017, uh, this guy, Sam Smith, stated that uh, his latest album, The Thrill of It All, showed the gay guy I've become. And then in 17, he was having another relationship with a male actor. Of course, he had to, you know, he let everybody know on the Ellen DeGeneres show. He also came out as genderqueer. And that's a new one for many of you. In other words, I feel as much as a woman as I am a man. So now his pronouns are we and they. 
we and they. Because there, there's more than one of me in here. And now he's announced that he's non-binary. And so he now goes by they and them. And after a lifetime, this is what he says about being at war with my gender, I've decided to embrace myself who I am, which, <laughs> and here's what's even sicker. He's a godparent to a close friend and collaborator. And they identify, I mean, this guy, Jimmy Napes, and he identifies as a feminist. I, I, I'm telling you, this is madness. When you have people like this, and, and then, you know, I, I was going to give you a little audio clip, but I will just for a couple of seconds here, from the Grammy Award Show. And if you saw this, he did a song called Unholy. Perfect title for what they did, Unholy where he's kind of dressed like a red Satan and it's got all, it is very demonic. Yeah, I know, everybody will argue. Satan, though, can appear as an angel of light, sure. But to those that know him personally, they love the darkness. So let's get that straight right now. And I was trying to find just a couple of second audio clip to give you an idea of the song. And I had to go through the whole thing to find anything that would be at least PG rated, let alone R. And this is what went on network television. I, you know, the network people don't care. They're reprobates. They're disgusting. They're vile. They love their disgusting and vile TV shows that they pump out and want you and your children to watch so they can steal your mind. And so this guy, Sam Smith, and this very disgusting, very satanic oriented performance that everybody liked. By the way, CBS News, they, they tweeted at the, you know, at the right before it began, let's worship. Let's worship. Yeah, I confirm that to be true. Let's worship. What kind of sickness do we have when somebody that is being very demonic is being worshipped by the news agencies. Well, they don't care anymore. It's in your face. And the crowd at the Grammys cheer and smile and applaud this, this reprobate performance of evil. And people that talk about this kind of stuff on social media are going, oh, the religious nut jobs are all bent out of shape. It's just, it's just, you know, it's nothing. It's entertainment. Entertainment from a man that can't decide if he's a man or a woman that has pronouns, pronouns of we and they and them. You know, we're going to hear more about the we, they, and them pronouns. There's nothing new under the sun. Hear me out. There is nothing new under the sun. I want to take you back to the book of Mark, chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. And, and you can find this same account also in Matthew and in Luke. They both record it. 
And here's what it says from the book of Mark, chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. And they came over to the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, we're talking Jesus here, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because the that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him. In other words, he was chained, and he, could, he had the power to break those chains in pieces. Well, he didn't. The unclean spirits did. They could never tame the man. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. Now, I want to stop here for a moment. This man possessed of demons when he came into the presence of Jesus Christ was able to find enough control of himself to cry out and say, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? Now, here's why he knew. The demons knew, and he knew from the demon who this was. And then Jesus Jesus goes, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, what is thy name? And he answered saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. Hear that. In verse 9. My name is Legion, for we are many. This we and they and them pronouns, I believe is multiple demonic spirits with inside of an individual. And more and more, this is becoming the new normal. Now, for those that are familiar with the story, essentially, the demons now being called out by Jesus, they don't want to roam with nothing and they see this herd of swine and they they plead with Jesus rather than be destroyed can we go to the swine and Jesus permits it they do the swine go mad and they actually literally jump off a cliff and die the man now freed from this these demons wanted to go with Jesus but Jesus said No, go to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel and understand why. People knew who this guy was for years. They knew him as a madman. And now he is healed, and he's sharing the good news of the change in his life in Jesus Christ. Now, let me be as clear as I can. The United States is now a a fallen nation before God. Any hope we once had as a nation 
giving at least homage in a minimalistic way to God is gone. We don't even do that anymore. What little we do is fake and phony and ecumenical and, you know, your God is as good as my God kind of nonsense. You know, we've, we all heard this story from last week, and I'm glad there's a lawsuit being filed. And, and once again, this has, I don't, your opinion and mine doesn't matter on this, but you had some youth that had been to a pro-life rally in D.C., and they were wearing these little blue, you know, beanie hats, you know, to keep warm in D.C., and also to identify themselves as a group. And the hat had on it the word uh, pro-life and the word rosary. That's all it said. They were Catholic from a Catholic school. Not a, it doesn't matter what you think, but here's what happened. They were ordered to take off those hats because, you know, you can't have a religious symbol in the Smithsonian Institute. And thankfully, the Smithsonian, and they were cursed at, by the way, too. This is your government cursing at people. We have a First Amendment right that cannot be abridged by Congress or any federal government agency. I am sick and tired of these reprobates that misunderstand the Constitution, that have abused it, made stuff out of whole cloth. This nation is going to hell. Let's be honest about it. God has condemned this nation, and its days are numbered. Europe's days are definitely marked. The UK, Australia, all of it, outside of a massive revival. This nation will be judged like Sodom and Gomorrah. And that's why I share this story. That's why I wanted you to understand what we are up against. We have people that are buffoons and idiots and embarrassments in places of leadership, incapable of doing their job. They're, they're not even qualified to do their jobs. And all we're told to worry about is worship the planet. Worship Moloch. We need more abortion. I guess 67 or 80, how many millions that have died at the altar of Moloch and God is not going to not judge? Our society has been steadily declining since the day abortion became legal in the United States at an accelerated pace. And as the number of abortions rose, our slide to Gomorrah has rapidly increased. Oh, the numbers go up and down a little bit. But now people are so calloused, all they care about is themselves and their economics. Even so-called conservative voters. For the majority, that was not a big issue. We don't care about the babies being killed in the womb. You know, we just we just want our taxes lowered. We just want this, that, or the other, and and our Second Amendment right protected. Well, I, I mean, I agree in protecting our our sovereign rights in this country. I also believe that our rights come from God, not from the government, which is one of the greatest mistakes that is ever made. Our rights do not come from a government. They come from an almighty God. And we have a free will. I know for some people of 
extreme reform faith may disagree, but we do have a free will. The Bible is clear. Over these years, if you hadn't noticed, we have had a a definitive moral decline in our cities and in our nations. It's not just limited to a, a couple of cities anymore. You know, I'm reading stories. There's a little town called Peachtree City, Georgia. It's not that little anymore. And, and I lived there in the 1980s, in the early part of the 1980s, when I worked for a transmitter manufacturer, before I went to a Bible college to build their, their broadcast network. And it was, uh, the best way to describe it, it was a planned community. And my wife and I really enjoyed living there. You could use a golf cart to go anywhere in town. They had golf cart paths off the main highway. We lived in this complex, and no, I was not wealthy. We were just very fortunate. Uh, This small condominium, you know, like four little units together on a golf course. And, you know, it had a garage and it had a big patio in the back and a lot of trees. And, you know, it was just literally, you know, a little two-bedroom, one. I think it was one-and-a-half bath. Not very big, but very, it just fit us fine. My wife and I worked together at that company. She was my secretary and kept all my paperwork in order. They 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 needed her to take care of me because I had so many projects going, I, I would lose track of my paperwork. So she was hired to take care of that. And so we really enjoyed living in this planned community. Clean. It's grown. It now has a Walmart. Back then, they, they, they didn't really have that. But, but there in, in a town like Peachtree City where people go to flee the big cities, to flee the big crime. It's where a lot of the airline pilots live that fly out of Atlanta because it's not that far to the airport. And it's quiet living out in the country. And there you had a 14-year-old kid try to set fire to the Walmart by by setting the paper goods aisle on fire. They had to shut the store down for weeks to make repairs. And this is happening all over the United States, not just in, in impoverished and high crime areas, but this is becoming prevalent all over. We have lost our moral compass. When I get back in just a moment, I want to continue on that thought, kind of talk about what I'll be talking about on the already recorded Thursday program and Friday. I'm probably going to reveal more than I I had planned to on Thursday about what's really on my heart and my mind. Even though I've still got one more surgery to go this Friday. And I don't know what the news is going to be. I'm praying it's going to be good. I'm acting. I'm going to work. I'm walking in faith that it's going to be good news. Because God has laid something on my heart. And it's going to be a radical departure for me from many of the things that I have been doing ministry-wise for years. But the time has come. The time for this change is, is, is now. And whether God grants me six months, six years, 
for a decade to do his work. I'm pursuing this with all that I've got. And I'll tell you about it on the other side. Now, if you believe in our ministry here at Truth to Ponder, I need you to to let me know that you do listen. Every once in a while, I put this out and I get a couple of emails from new people. And as I promise you, I do not cultivate the email address. I may reply to you if you ask a question, but I, I will never put you on an email list and start filling your inbox. I don't do that. I get so many emails myself every day. I got to clear hundreds of them out that I never get a chance to read. They're just a lot of stuff and I can't, I don't have time. So I appreciate your privacy, but it means a lot when you write to me to tell me how you listen. My email address, Bob at truth, the number two ponder.com. Bob at truth, the number two ponder.com. Whether it's a podcast or on radio, let me know. I'm praying about increasing radio time. Might even add something on the weekend. I'll explain that on the other side of the break. If you can support us financially, you can also do that from the website. If you like to use online giving, Give, Send, Go, a Christian organization, secure and safe. You can find the link there. Or if you prefer, you can write a check or a money order made payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address is Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510 in Chilhowee, C-H-I-L, Chill, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia, Chilhowee, Virginia, zip code is 24319. Once again, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319. Please hang on and be with me after this break. And then I'll share what God has really laid on my heart and my mind. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Past the flesh, coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is Jonathan Kahn, the nice Jewish boy, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. In Ephesians 2, 2, it says, When in times past you walked according to the course of this world. Interesting. Key is times past. When you walked in the flesh. See, in Messiah, the flesh is past. He's finished with the flesh. He finished it at Calvary. So also for the child of God. To live in the flesh is to live in the past. To live in the past is to live among the dead. To live in the past is to live in a realm where nothing can be changed. You know, it's all done. He calls the the past is past. The flesh is past. But to live in the spirit, it says, those who walk in the spirit, are they're walking in the newness of life. That's to live in now. When things are new, now. To live in the new means you walk in, in, in the power of first steps and change and new beginnings. What's new? Live in the spirit. Those who are led by the spirit walk in the newness of life. The spirit is present and now. God calls you to live now. And the only way you can live in the spirit is to count the flesh as old. To live beyond the flesh. Renounce the past of the flesh. You see, the flesh is past. We, in past times, walked according to the course of this world. That's past. But now we walk in the spirit, the newness of life. 
live in the newness of life, say goodbye to the flesh, and say hello to the spirit. Because that's when it's going to happen. When you're past with the past, then you'll be new in the spirit. Want more? Ask for the sarcophagus on CD. Now, the free gift for you, the mystery hidden for 2,000 years, the awesome mystery of the temple doors on CD, and sapphires, your daily spiritual vitamins of life for a victorious walk in the Lord, uh, updates on Israel, world events, and prophecy. You'll get this all free. How do you get it? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real name. Just write down Yeshua one. That's it. 1-800-YESHUA-1. Just call it now. You'll get your gifts and you will be blessed. But call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to minister with me in bringing the good news back to the ancient people Israel who gave it to you and to the unreached peoples of every tribe and tongue on five continents. You'll be blessed. But call 1-800-YESHUA-1 and you will touch the world. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. Here's how. It's right to the nice Jewish boy box 1111 in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, be past with the past and be present with the presence of the Spirit. In Messiah, Roeha Tov, the Good Shepherd. Is truth to ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I went a lot longer than I expected on that first segment, I know. And I wasn't planning on it, but there were things that just had to be said, a few of the news stories. And the way I'm looking at this world today, And what God has been increasingly laying on my heart for days and weeks and months now. And I've been hesitant because I just was waiting for that certain comfort level to say, this is what God is calling me to do. He's been preparing me without me realizing it for years. And it's going to mean a very radical change in my ministry work and even to some degree to my radio work where the two are going to become more infused together i've been seeing this coming since even before the pandemic but now even at a greater and more accelerated rate now there was a story that came back out in june of this past year and it's from the United Nations, another antichrist group. That's what they are. I find no good in them any longer. There's none. What I may have thought about them in my, my youth or my teens is gone. I, have, I see it as a great danger trying to bring us into worshiping the planet, worshiping LGBTQ and, and everything that God abhors is what their agenda has now become. And and they are dealing with, with what are called the perceived contradictions between the right to freedom of religion or belief, they call that the FORB, and sexual orientation and gender identity, SOGI. 
and what they want governments worldwide to do. Listen to me carefully. What they want governments to do is to fully comply with the international human rights law to protect and empower participation of the LGBTQ plus community in religious communities. In other words, you must accept them into your community. The United Nations has requested calls for input from interested governments, so-called religious leaders, and there are a lot of reprobate religious leaders out there claiming to be Christians, and they're not. They have a form of godliness and deny the power thereof. They're teachers telling you what you want to hear. And they want to eliminate these tensions between the two groups by forcing those that believe in freedom of religion to just accept and embrace. You know, there's a drag queen pastor in the United Methodist Church, a very sick individual, a guy, calls himself Miss Penny Cost, making a mockery. It's blasphemy. It's getting harder and harder to find a Bible-believing church. And, and I know when you hear the program on Thursday and, and even tomorrow to a degree, I, I started to preview what I had in mind to share on Friday. And I assumed when I recorded the program, and I'm going to let you hear it because there's a lot of good material in there. Even though I'm talking about a surgery that didn't happen. On Monday as planned, it'll actually happen on Friday. But in order for me to make the travel on on Thursday, I'm going to reuse that program. And then I'm going to use programs for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from Jim Calhoun. But I want to use today and tomorrow and Friday and even to that degree Thursday to share what's on my mind that I really believe needs to be shared. Now, Those of you that know me or know about me know that I have a background, not just in broadcast, but I've spent 27 years in ordained ministry in a very traditional Anglican faith. And and I've got, I have nothing wrong in particular with a lot of that, except of all the bickering and backbiting and, you know, politics and their terrible lack of growth over all these years. In many cases, there's some awful preaching. They're worshiping a system. They're trying to hold on to something that never existed. And I've been feeling increasingly uncomfortable. And and I'm, of all things, a, a bishop. But God has been laying on my heart to retire from all that and move into a different dynamic of ministry. And so I'm working to tidy up any loose ends because I don't want to just walk out. But the time has come to move on. I have always been an evangelical at heart since my early teens. I was raised a Missouri Synod conservative Lutheran, went to their school system. But as I got into high school and college, I explored other branches of the Christian faith. Everything from Assembly of God to Baptist, you name it, I I visited to learn. And this very powerful streak of evangelicalism 
has always been a part of who I really am. And I wanted to bring that into any ministry that I've had. Now, when I worked for a Bible college, I was attending a small conservative Lutheran church in a small town in Georgia as an active layman. My Monday through Friday job was building a very evangelical radio network and radio stations located throughout the United States. Coming into the other ministry that I did unexpectedly opened up some doors for me that I can see were important. Number one, I've pastored churches. I have planted churches. I have grown churches. I have literally taken dying churches and and bought them back to life. Not that I'm that great. I'm just obedient to what the Holy Spirit was telling me to do and not trying to, quote, protect a system, if that makes any sense. But over the years, I'm watching the lack of growth and I'm seeing some changes where I've been at, which I just frankly am uncomfortable with and it's time to move on. I need to, for lack of a better term, marry the ministry into this radio program. I don't need to be as political all the time. I need to spend more time, a little bit less political. Sure, I'm going to bring you these news stories you need to hear because some of you don't even have cable TV anymore. And without this radio program, you may not hear about some of these stories. So in that regard, I'm a watchman on the wall, warning you of what's coming. But I really am understanding a lot of people do not understand end times and how we may or may not be in them. That's that's open for debate. Trust me on that. I know the Bible teaches tribulation, the great tribulation in times of intense tribulation. We're going to come into, at minimum, a time of intense tribulation. When you've got the United Nations trying to infiltrate the religious community with LGBTQ, inclusive beliefs, you know, there's a Christian college in Missouri College of the Ozarks, a Christian school that has some really potent Christian values. And they see what this reprobate Biden administration in Washington is wanting to do. They are so into this transgender satanic influence, so delusional, they're demanding that even Christian colleges open their bathroom doors to whatever gender you choose to be today. And this is a school that doesn't even take any federal money. But if the Biden administration gets their way, even a Christian college or university, I don't care if it's College of the Ozarks or Liberty University or Wheaton or name anyone you want. Dallas Theological Seminary. And there's some wokeism going on even in Baptist schools these days. We'll address that some other day. Don't have time today. So my new ministry is not just doing this program, but it's always to in more and more include the hope and God's teaching 
and eventually even a radio worship service for those that have no service, put it online. By Friday, I, I have some pages I'm hoping that over the weekend, maybe early next week, that I can, after I know where things are, I'm going to be sharing some stuff from the website and on the radio program. I will tell you, there's a building out there, not far from here. It's a small church building that could be used, have a small congregation, but set it up in such a way where it can be used properly for recording audio and video. A lot of churches, you know, they want to be online, but this idea of just a little telephone in the back on Facebook is not going to cut it. This will be built with the intention of being an online church, even though there may be a local congregation to pray for your needs. And so it's one of the projects that is coming up that's going to be a part of a repackaged Truth to Ponder. And it's associated ministry that I'll be announcing probably, God willing, next week. As I said, I'll get more into that very soon. But God has just said it's time to move on. And and I had kind of planned to, as I healed this week and praying for good news, to let you know, oh, Friday of this week, but it's been pushed off into next week. I'll have the surgery on Friday. There are people praying for me all over the world, and I know their, their prayers are being heard and they're being answered. Now, for this next phase of ministry, and regardless of what I hear Friday, even if I get bad news, I'll still be around for quite a while, we're moving on into this new direction, and I need your help. I need your prayers, and I need your financial support like I've never needed it before. Would you consider writing a generous check made payable to Ancient Word Radio? Or use the website, truththenumber2ponder.com. You can give using Give, Send, Go. The mailing address is Post Office Box 510, P.O. Box 510. The city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code is going to be 24319, 24319. We're going to try to build an online church community and help plant churches even in your hometown. That's what God has laid on my heart. Once again, the mailing address, Post Office Box 510. Make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia. Zip code is 24319. And we will see you again tomorrow with more. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.